Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameson. I'm the genius, getting you set for your drafts. Labor Day weekend is upcoming this next weekend, so I'm guessing a lot of drafts will be happening over the next week. So we're going to get you set out today. We talk about the AFC West as we continue with our divisional series. Can anybody contend with the Kansas City Chiefs as they look to defend their Super Bowl title in 2020? Young teams like the Broncos and Raiders, I think, um, for the future are a, are a contender against the Chiefs. But I think 2020 is going to be a pretty easy sailing for Patrick Mahomes and company, barring injury. But it is an uncertain year, so that's definitely something we have to make sure we keep in mind, which is why I told a lot of people, make sure your drafts are as late as possible, as close to the season, so we can have everything in front of us, which makes Labor Day weekend most likely even more of a busy weekend of drafts. So we're not going to waste much time. We're going to get right on to today's podcast. But beforehand, a little house cleaning as we talk about our social media. If you're not following us on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter. And Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where our 2020 draft kit is available, ready to go. It's not too late to get that draft kit for 1995, redraft, dynasty, whatever it is you want to go with. We have plenty of information to help you dominate your leagues on draft night. We also have our mastermind chat available as well. Weekly, monthly, full season packages available. With the uncertainty of 2020, I think mastermind might be something you want to take a look at where you have one-on-one access with yours truly. If you have any questions for fantasy, I get back to you within 24 hours, most likely an hour or two after your questions are asked. And 100% of your questions get asked if you answered if you are part of our mastermind chat. Now that I talked about today's podcast, is going to be all about the AFC West. Who's going to come out of the division? Can anybody contend with the Chiefs? Or are the Chiefs going to roll over this division? But before we get into the division talk, some news happened this morning. Leonard Fournette no longer with the Jaguars as Jacksonville has released the young running back, the former first-round running back. Something that I thought would happen, um, at least what, there's a very good possibility it would happen um, uh, about a month or so ago. I talked about it on another podcast, and I also put things on, on Twitter, about, on uh, so Instagram about it. I just think it just made too much sense. The, the team is going to be in rebuild mode for the next couple of years. They were not going to sign him. And uh, Hearing a lot of beat reporters talking about that, that it's a very legit possibility that he does get released if they can't trade him. They weren't able to get anything for him in a trade. They've looked to get trade him um, over the last couple off-seasons. Nothing had happened. Last uh, last uh, year of his contract, so they were not going to bring him back in. So it just made sense that this team might cut, tie, cut ties with Leonard Fournette. If he goes to a few teams, I think there's definitely a chance that he could kind of, uh, kind of destroy a little bit of fantasy pro- pro- uh, projections. Uh, teams like if, if he goes to Philadelphia with the injury to Miles Sanders suffering from a hamstring injury, that would affect me as I'm a, a big Miles Sanders truther this year. I think truth, he's going to have a monster year for the Eagles. Yes, he may not play week one. He's a little banged up right now, but I think as, it, as, it, as the season moves along, he's going to show that he is the workhorse the, uh, back that the Philadelphia Eagles want and need. But if he does show up in Philadelphia, that doesn't affect what is going to happen to Miles Sanders. Uh, the Bears, with the injury to David Montgomery, I think if he goes to Chicago, it's going to destroy all the value for Fournette, Tariq Cohen, uh, David Montgomery. That would be a disaster even more so than, it would, than if he landed in Philadelphia. Uh, he can go to Houston and destroy most of the value for uh, both David Johnson and Duke Johnson. I think Duke Johnson is an interesting player this year. But if he goes to, to Houston, I think it'd destroy all the value there as well. 
The possibility you can go to the Jets. Um, Leonard Fournette, uh, Le'Veon Bell, Frank Gore. Uh, destroy any kind of possibility that you would think that Fournette or Le'Veon Bell would have a workload um, there. Maybe that does kind of force the hand of the of the Jets, and they do move on from Le- uh, Le'Veon Bell if they can find a, uh, a, a, a trade partner for Le'Veon Bell. But I don't think that would help either party there as well. So there's a lot of different ways that if, if Leonard Fournette lands somewhere, it could affect the the fantasy landscape of the value of draft picks here. So we definitely have to keep an eye on where he land, ends up. I think Washington Washington is a very good possibility he lands. I think the Jets are a very, very good possibility he lands in New York as well, especially if they are looking to kind of move on from a Le'Veon Bell and maybe they do have a, a, a trade partner in, in, in the mix. Um, I think the Jets just make a lot of sense as well. He's going to land somewhere. We just got to figure out where he's going to land out and find it. Hopefully it happens before draft so we don't uh, kind of get surprised after our drafts are over with and we have uh, one of our picks is kind of destroyed because of the landing spot because he is going to land somewhere and he is going to affect somebody's value moving forward. I'm not a fan of Leonard Fournette no matter where he goes, but it could affect on a player like Miles Sanders who I'm very high on in the upcoming season. Today's podcast, um, let's jump right on in today and talk about the AFC West. I think Kansas City Chiefs obviously are the cream of the crop in this division. I think the Broncos and the Raiders are two teams that can be interesting in the future. But as for 2020, I think it's the Chiefs' division to lose, barring injury, barring anything crazy. I think the Chiefs are going to pretty easily, handily win this division. I have the Chiefs at 12-4, and four, followed by the Broncos at 9-7, and seven, the Raiders at 7-9, and nine, and the Chargers at 5-11. and 11. I think the Chargers are in for a rough season. Outside of Austin Eckler, I don't like like too much on that offense um, just because I think their offense is going to struggle to move the ball, struggle to put points up. Um, so I think the Chargers are in, in, in for a tough time. And the Broncos Raiders, both kind of young offenses. I think both uh, both teams are going to show signs throughout the season, but I think also both teams are going to show struggles as well. And the Chiefs are just too good on offense, which makes their defense a pretty decent defense for fantasy. And no matter who you pick on the Chiefs, I think there is value to be had for the most part because of Patrick Mahomes. The guy is just phenomenal, as we've seen throughout his time as the starting quarterback for the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs easily winning the AFC West. Jumping into fantasy purposes for each team, if we start off with the Broncos, I absolutely love this offense. I love the youth of this team. I think Drew Locke is on the verge of becoming a a startable quarterback in fantasy. Um, He's one of my super dark sleepers to become possibly a a dark horse sleeper of a possible option as as an MVP. I think if he can put it all together with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, the list goes on and on. It's up to Locke to make it work. And if he can make it work, I think he, uh, the sky's the limit for this kid. So I do have him as a dark horse MVP type of player. But it's it's all on his shoulders. He has all the talent around him. Uh, The offensive line is not that great, but he has plenty of weapons. Uh, Cortland Sutton, we know he can catch anything to throw in his way. Jerry Judy is one of the best route runners we've seen in the league uh, come out of college in a long time. K.J. Hamler has a lot of speed. Uh, uh, Tim Patrick um, is an uh, underrated kind of option as a number four option for this offense. Noah Fant, the sky's the limit for him as a tight end, and Nick Vanette as well. So there's a lot of options at the wide receiver and tight end position. And then we add Melvin Gordon, Phillip Lindsay um, and out of the backfield, and I think this offense could be sneaky good in 2020. Yes, they will show signs of, like, what the heck is going on here, but I think that we're also going to see some huge games out of this offense. So I think all parties are available and uh, are, are well worth the pick in most uh, formats. I think Sutton and Jerry Judy are, are, are a, 
great options in all formats. Um, I think we're going to start to see Jerry Judy kind of become that 1B. Right now he's going to be the number two option behind Sutton, but I think we may see more of a 1A, 1B with Sutton and Judy. And I think Broncos are smart if they can possibly make it work where they sign Sutton before he becomes a free agent, kind of make him happy early, and then make Jerry Judy happy early. And then you make Noah Fant, all of a sudden you have three legit options in the, um, in the passing game. So I think it's going to be very crucial for this team to sign these players early uh, to maybe hope that they, that they take the hometown discount. Melvin Gordon coming in. I think Melvin Gordon is going to be the clear-cut number one option in the ground game. They didn't pay him that kind of money to be a 50-50 timeshare, so I definitely think there's more of a 65-35 timeshare between Gordon and Lindsey. And we know Gordon is a, is a phenomenal receiver out of the backfield. So I definitely do want to have plenty of shares of Melvin Gordon in 2020. Drew Locks is a quarterback that I'm looking at taking in a lot of leagues late as a number two option behind uh, maybe a Matthew Stafford, maybe behind a Carson Wentz, maybe behind a uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger, something like that, where you have the possibility of seeing a starting quarterback, but you're not relying on him as your starting quarterback on a weekly basis. Because I think by the year's over, I think there's a very, uh, very good chance that Locke is a quarterback one type of play, which means he can be startable in all formats on a weekly basis. But as it is right now, I think he's a, he's a, an, an elite backup in your fantasy leagues with the upside of possibly being a quarterback one. And Noah Fan, I think Noah Fan is one of the up-and-coming tight ends. He's, uh, he's, he's one of the reasons why I'm not looking at going tight end early. I'm not looking to have a Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or Mark Andrews, a Zach Ertz, any of the top-tier uh, tight ends. I'm not looking to have those because I like the options of Fant. I like the options of Jonu Smith. I like the options of, of some of these other tight ends in the league, uh, uh, Chris Herndon for the Jets. There's a lot of young uh, tight ends that I think have tremendous upside and I think might be uh, in for a couple different breakout tight ends. And I think Noah Fant is one of those possibilities in 2020. Next up, we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, the team is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes makes everybody on offense better. And one landing spot that people may not be uh, looking at for Leonard Fournette is don't be surprised if the Chiefs do bring in Leonard Fournette. This is a team that is going to make all the moves to make them a better team to, to, to get back into the Super Bowl in 2020. And if that's the case, he is going to destroy the value of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who we think is a is in for a big year as the rookie, who the Chiefs use a high uh, draft pick on the rookie. Um, no Damian, Damian Williams. Yes, they do have Darrell Williams. They do have DeAndre Washington, but... Right now, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a tremendous talent, great in the passing game. So as it says right now, he's a clear-cut first-round pick in my opinion. But if they do bring in Leonard Fournette, his, his value is going to fall tre- greatly in draft. So I definitely want to make sure if, if, uh, if Leonard Fournette does line up in Kansas City, hopefully he does so before my draft because I am looking at target Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in a lot of leagues. If I have a mid-round, mid-first-round pick, I'm looking at taking CEH possibly with that mid uh, Five, six, seven, eight, somewhere around there, possibly in PPR leagues, of course. Uh, Tyreek Hill, obviously the number one option in the passing game, um, as, as as well as Travis Kelsey. But I think Sammy Watkins, McCall Hardman, even Marcus Robinson are all viable in all formats. I'm higher than McCall Hardman than I am Sammy Watkins this year. I think uh, with the big play ability that we saw last year, with the handful of of big plays that he had last year, I think McCall Hardman can double or maybe even triple that this year. I do think uh, Hardman is in for a pretty decent year, especially where he's being drafted at. I love McCall Hardman in all formats. Sammy Watkins is a player that I'm, I likely won't have too many shares on just because I'm higher on McCall Hardman. 
And I think Demarcus Robinson is more of a waiver wire pickup. Um, maybe something happens to one of the other receivers, or maybe we see that he's going to have a bigger role. I don't think he's draftable in my opinion right now, but I definitely think he's a player we want to keep an eye on um, for the waiver wire throughout the season because we know the Chiefs can use plenty of options on offense um, just because of the talent that they have with Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes, if you're in double quarterback or super flex leagues, he is the number one overall pick. Outside of that, I likely won't have too many shares because everybody knows my view, just like a tight end position. The quarterback position is something I don't, that I don't target early in single quarterback leagues. I just think there's too much value at the other quarterbacks. Uh, there's not, not a huge difference between quarterback 10 and quarterback 4. Uh, yes, on a, on a weekly basis, you're likely going to win with Patrick Mahomes um, at the position, but I like going running back and wide receiver earlier, so I'm likely going to have zero shares of Mahomes outside of double quarterback or uh, super flex leagues. The Raiders, I think they're another team that's a young team, like just like the Broncos, who we may see struggle at times, but we also might see some decent games out of the offense. Josh Jacobs, I think he'd have a bigger role this year, especially in the passing game. Henry Ruggs looks to be the number one option in, in, in for the Raiders. I do like him. I don't think he should have been the number one overall wide receiver taken. I think there's at least three or four players that are better than him in this rookie class at the wide receiver position. But I think he, there, there is path for success with this Raiders offense. I am starting to become more and more of a fan of Brian Edwards, the other rookie for the Raiders. He's he, he looks the part. He's a big physical receiver. So I definitely think there's a path for success, especially if you're going to take him late in drafts. I think he's a late-round flyer that, that might be able to pay off as the season moves along. Hunter Renfro, a decent option. I don't know how many shares of Tyrell Williams. I think he's one of the receivers that I'm looking at that might kind of go uh, – he, he's going later and later in drafts, and there might be, be a point where it's hard not to take him at the position here that he's being dropped to. But he doesn't have a whole lot of uh, appeal to me just because I think Ruggs, I think Renfro, and I think Edwards are all better options in this offense than Tyrell Williams. But we know from last year and also his time for the, with the Chargers, Williams does have tremendous upside, um, but he's more of a GPP play for DFS leagues than he is a redraft or even dynasty league for, for your uh, season-long leagues. Darren Waller, I think Waller is, is uh, obviously had a breakout year last year. He showed that he is a very good tight end. I think he's in... Um, He's going to improve on what he did last year. But again, I don't know how many shares of Waller I'm going to have compared to the other value tight ends that, that I like a little more this year because of where you're being drafted at. But I think Waller is, is, a, is a fine option in all formats as well, especially PPR leagues. The Chargers, as I talked about earlier, the Chargers are a team that I think are going to struggle on offense. Um, Tyrod Taylor doesn't turn the ball over much, but he's not a an elite option at the quarterback position. Um, Justin Bear is a player that is likely going to see time this year, and if he does see time, he's going to have a lot of struggles early, but I do th- think that he is the the future of this franchise. I, I do like the potential of Bear as uh, in Dynasty Leagues. As for redraft leagues, the only player I'm targeting on this offense is going to be Austin Eckler, yet that even means I'm not going to be playing much Keenan Allen. I like Mike Williams if he's going to fall to me later in drafts, but I'm not going to be targeting him. And Hunter Henry... The name value, yes, but I think that this season is not going to be a great year for many players outside of Austin Eckler for the Chargers, so that has me off of Hunter Henry as well. I kind of like their defense. I do like uh, that they can get after the quarterback with both their edge rushers. So if you're looking for a bi-week replacement or like a waiver wire defense that you can maybe count on some weeks but not all weeks, I do like the Chargers in 2020. That'll do it for all these teams, um, breaking them down for fantasy-wise. If I'm picking a player that's possibly the best player in this division, obviously it's going to be Patrick Mahomes, but if we're not doing a quarterback, 
if nothing happens um, in the backfield, I think I might be going. It's hard not to go CEH. It's hard not to go Tyreek Hill. It's hard not to go Travis Kelsey. There's too many options in Kansas City, but there's plenty of of balls to go around in Kansas City. I think you have to pick one of those three as the best player in fantasy this season. If I'm picking one, I think it's going to be Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill is going to be the best player in fantasy for this option just because of what he can do on the field. Uh, You can't double-team him. You can't single-team him. You can't uh, roll coverage on him. He's just too fast, too speedy. Too many options in offense that he uh, can't re- can't be targeted um, by the defense, but he is a special breed type of player. So I have Tyreek Hill as my best player in the AFC West. If I'm pick- picking a sneaky option, I think it might be Jerry Judy. I think Judy is going to player that's going to have a tremendous rookie season. Um, I just like what I've seen from this kid in college through the uh, through the offseason with the Broncos and the way he makes cuts, the way he's going to get open at least three or four times a game. He's going to make uh, Drew Locke's job a little easier. So I definitely think there's a possibility that maybe we see Judy become one of those better options moving forward. But I think this year it's going to be Tyreek Hill, followed by maybe Travis Kelsey, followed by the rookie, maybe Jerry Judy in my eyes of the top three players in this AFC West. I don't have to talk about the, my, my favorite rookie in this division. I think it's going to be Jerry Judy by a landslide. I think he's going to be the best player. And I think the Raiders may look at why did we not take Jerry Judy. I think that's going to be a mistake that we're going to see because I think that we may have seen the Raiders kind of reach for speed with uh, with uh, Ruggs where they should have taken the best receiver in Jerry Judy out of this draft class or maybe even CeeDee Lamb of the Cowboys as well. That'll do it for today's podcast. Hope you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you guys later. Tomorrow we'll talk about the NFC East. But that'll do it for today's podcast. If you're not done so already, please give us a follow at FansportsGenius on Twitter or at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. It's not too late to become our, part of our Genius Mob or to purchase our 2020 draft kit. Be part of the community that is ready to dominate their drafts on draft night. We also have packages available for our Mastermind Chat. Weekly, monthly, full season packs available. Something that might be interesting to look at, especially with the uncertainty of what 2020 will bring. It's one-on-one access with yours truly as via text message regarding all things fantasy football. 100% of your questions get answered within 24 hours. Most likely will be within an hour or two and always available up until kickoff on Sundays, Thursdays, and Monday nights. Join now and get that extra help to put your team over the top in 2020. Thank you for the listen, and let's dominate your leagues. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow where we talk about the NFC East. Have a great day.